Hello, what's happening? And welcome to another episode of Movie Buffers, episode 19. Today, I'm going to do two quick reviews, one being Cha-Cha Real Smooth and Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. But before I get into that, I'm going to ask you to please like and subscribe, smash the bell so you get notified when new episodes come out on this channel, and let's get into it. So Cha-Cha Real Smooth is written by, produced by, directed by, and also starring Cooper Rafe. It seems as though Cooper thinks very highly of himself. The whole movie, he's this quirky source of advice for young characters in the film, and he, he's the life of the party, yet while also becoming a hype man for bar mitzvahs to get children to dance. This film holds an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.1 on Metacritic, which Metacritic seems to be giving it more of an accurate score. The 86 on Rotten Tomatoes seems a little ridiculous to me. I mean, was I watching the same movie? It's been a long time since I've seen a movie that is so full of itself, where the main character casts himself, writes himself, and directs himself as the coolest guy in the f***ing world. What are you trying to be, Woody Allen? It's a little tough to get through. He instantly takes up interest in Dakota Johnson's character by just noticing her across the room and drunkenly coming up to her. Just instantly, she's instantly smitten by him. His character, I felt, was in the movie way too much. He he had a self-confidence that could only come from doing way too much cocaine. He And he strikes up a love affair that seemed rather inappropriate with Dakota Johnson's character. And even though she was on board, it seems as though it wanted us to be okay with something that wasn't right. There's a scene in this movie where he sneaks into the girl's bathroom to see if Dakota's character is okay and she seems to have gotten period blood on her dress at least that's what they're leading us to believe then he devises a plan for him and the kids to all wear these long painted shirts to walk out of the dance so she doesn't get seen by anyone and like embarrassed or something it felt like a shitty Degrassi episode in the end, this movie did nothing for me, and I do not believe it was me being in the wrong mindset. I felt like it was one of those early 2000s rom-coms that centered a toxic male character, usually played by like Joseph Gordon-Levitt or something. I mean, not directing himself, by the way. And his character only sees the story from his perspective alone, and we don't really get to see anything else. So I'm going to say that I recommend everyone skip this one. I'm giving Cha-Cha Real Smooth a D- for boring, egotistical subject matter. Alright, well, glad to put that one behind me. So next up is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm not crazy about the first Doctor Strange film, or Benedict Cumberbatch, or the way that the Phase 4 of Marvel Cinematic Universe has been going. And there were so many other things I wanted to see. So when I saw that this would be on Disney+, Plus shortly after its theatrical release, I decided to wait and just watch the 4K IMAX Enhanced Dolby Vision and Atmos version at home. And it did look pretty sweet. It looks like they shot this entire movie in IMAX, so the whole thing felt large and vast with the music and tone of Sam Ra- of a Sam Raimi film. There was tons of Easter eggs and special pop-up characters in this. I'm not going to spoil anything for this movie, but I will say that one of the cameo characters felt like he was way too old to be showing walking in full frame. I'll let you all figure out who I'm talking about. I really enjoyed WandaVision, and her character has really grown into some something quite different and interesting. Half hero, half evil, overpowered witch. Something very big happens with her character in the film, so I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about it yet. But in the end, I did like this version of Doctor Strange better than any other version that I've seen done so far. The film really did feel like it was a continuation of a story that had been done before by Sam Raimi, even though it does it, that movie doesn't exist. I don't know if they just had Sam Raimi come in and direct part of this, or what the real story is here. I really wish that they would have just let somebody else direct this film and let Sam Raimi come in and direct Spider-Man No Way Home. Could you imagine that universe? That would have made so much more sense to me. And that would have let Raimi like come in and take one last stab at closing up his Spider-Man storyline. You know, but that's just me, I guess. And the new character, America Chavez, was pretty cool. And the actor who played her did a really good job. She had a lot of screen time. And for a film this size, that had to be pretty intimidating. 
We, of course, get a Bruce Campbell cameo in here, and you know that Sam Raimi put him through some slapstick while he while he had the chance. So this movie was pretty good. I don't think it's anything like Sam Raimi's other notable works, but it definitely gets his tone across for a new generation, and I enjoyed myself watching it. I'm going to give Doctor Strange The Multiverse of Madness a B-. It's out on Disney Plus now, so there's no reason for you dopes not to go and check it out. And that's it. That's the show. That's all I got for you this week, which it was a two-for-one, so you're welcome. I'd like to ask you all to please like and subscribe and smash the bell to get notified when new episodes come out on this channel. I did mention on the last episode that this week's was going to be Stranger Things, but I didn't realize that they were going to be closing up the series with two really long uh, season finales. So I might just push back on that until those episodes drop. And that's all I got for you guys this week, and I will catch you next time. Thanks for watching.